0: All right, Mr. Bond, I'd like to start with some simple word associations. You tell me the first word that pops into your head. For example, I might say day, and you might say... Wasted. All right. Gun. Shot. Host. Provocateur. Woman. Provocatrix. Heart. Target. Bird.
1: Sky. Gabe. Bitch. Shunlight Swim Moonlight Dance Murder Employment Country England Facing off
0: Facing off Done Why are you spinning in your chair? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth! King Kong ain't got shit on me! I am the Lord! I am I am so much crazy,
1: I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make
0: my day. Let's thing we've got here is brave Everybody on? Good, great, rare, wonderful.
1: I present to you. Facing Off. A podcast where we take two Bond movies this time Ooh. Uh, that we find to be similar in some way and we compare, contrast, and rate them. Shocking. My name is Siegel, <laughs> Gabe Siegel, and this is my femme fatale of a co-host, Nick.
0: I'm your Bond girl.
1: Yeah, what's up, I'm baby? I'm
0: your Bond girl.
1: Nicholas, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. I'm
0: great. I'm well, right? Sick. That's how you're supposed to say it. Yeah,
1: you're well. You're doing well. I'm well yeah it's going well for you uh yes it is thing.
0: the life the life is going well for me i'm still like food hungover from the super bowl but
1: oh yeah we ate dude we
0: ate yeah dude belly full of bub, blub
1: yeah blottles bottles in, the in the blub, the blub. yeah <laughs> nice man well thanks for coming over for the super bowl it was really fun um you know, yeah man how are can... you I'm good. How are I started you? a new job. Oh yeah! Uh, I am kind of in the film industry now, so I'm kind of an industry oh, yeah. professional. <laughs> what do you I do? I am license. Well, I work for a licensing company. You have
0: a license to company? Yeah, a I got a license to market to
1: company, dude. License to kill is actually what I have. Um, to kill <laughs> jokes and and ruin flows of conversation. <laughs> Uh, But uh, yeah, man, I, I started a new job and it's pretty chill and I'm finally working after eight months of not working and doing a podcast and that being the only productive thing I've done. Um, hey, you but it's fun. Watched things and I watched a lot of movies. Made lists. And I actually am gonna watch more because I get off of work at four thirty and on Fridays I get off of work at two. <laughs> and I'm like right next to the movie. Dude, theater wait I'm a
0: like. Humble brag, man. Well that's good, dude. Yeah. I'm very happy that you are employed and I'm happy that we're still able to be here tonight um yeah. to uh cast our pod.
1: Yeah, we're the we're the podcasters, man. Well, um <laughs> do you have any shout outs? I have one. I got to shout
0: out my fiance
1: Julie cuz I
0: steal at least one What up, Julie? I got to steal at least one joke every time we do this and she's going to really like, I don't know. She's going to poison the like
1: Julie, just know that anytime he said something, something that I'm I'm I laughed sure. at and I knew he wasn't capable of coming up with on his own, I gave you credit. It's
0: often, Julie. Uh, so cuz she watches like most of these movies with me. Um, but we had a great time watching these Bond movies, so.
1: Yeah, fuck this yeah. Was, this was I'm fun. very excited yeah. about this. Um, I got a couple of shout outs. We got uh, a comment on, or we got a review from someone whose username is Daffodil11 on Apple. And you said that you liked our banter and that you're going to be tuning in for new episodes. So we're happy to have you on board. Oh, um, thank you thanks. a lot, Daffodil11, whoever you are. Daffy. Um, also, same with Shane Bird. He's uh, one of uh, Smolley's friends from college and Nick Doria, who was our guest last week, our hilarious guest. Uh, thank you very much, Shane. We will keep the um, episodes coming. You uh, big movie buff. You. Just for you. Thanks, man. And then a uh, big shout out to Rachel Viale and Kira Rohrer. They came and visited for the Super Bowl. And they were talking to us a little bit about the podcast. And uh, you guys are dope. I like you both. You're really cool. So thanks for listening.
0: I love uh, being in the room when they're like, "Oh wait, is that the other guy?" I know, and so or funny. like when we played golf and they're some like, oh, can kind is of that?" Pick it
1: up on your voice. Yeah, um, yeah. And then Andrew Berg as well, who came to the Super Bowl and was the other Niner fan supporting with me. Yeah, um, I supported. Yeah, and, and Nick was supporting too. But uh, yeah, I thanks for coming, Berg, and much. thanks for giving us feedback on these episodes. We're gonna have you on at some point, so we appreciate yeah. it. But Nick, super appreciate. We are probably going to spoil these two movies, but actually before we get into that, I'm going to read an email from my mom, because uh, this has been pretty fun whenever she emails us. But this one, we might argue with a little bit, Mom. Uh, we got problems, okay?
0: <laughs> your voice, the tone of your voice is changing. Yeah. yeah
1: so, Mom, <laughs> you, you named this email Opinions. I have lots of them. So, you said some stuff about Bohemian Rhapsody, and you agree that Steve Jobs is better, because, except for Seth Rogen, she also said. Um... She says, although it is obvious, I hadn't really thought of a clever way that they. Okay, that's about um, Steve Jobs. So she said, I, like millions of others, was deeply entertained by Bohemian Rhapsody. I loved it and the performance. I've seen it two times, once with a friend who, like me, really wanted to see it again on the big screen. Losers. I wasn't <laughs> much of a Queen fan. Boom. There's the explanation. Uh, okay. Or so I thought. But watching it made me realize how much I've loved a lot of their music. As a matter of fact, some of my favorites. I talked to a couple of Queen fans who were upset about the inaccuracies. So that is indeed a problem, especially in this age of Google. We just have to know the, in quotes, truth right uh, right here, right now. It may be a similar problem as uh, when people have read the book first. Too many preconceptions and internal images to be able to sit back and let the story happen. I had read reviews that talked about how hard Rami practiced to emulate Freddie. No. Uh, and I did not research <laughs> to see if this was true. I actually love the energy and zest of his performance uh, and how they filmed the songs. I think he did a great job of both being arrogant and insecure at the same time. I felt uplifted at the end. If I had stopped to analyze it, I am sure the many places in the story that were ridiculous and unbelievable would have been a total put-off. Being forced to look up into his mouth at the bizarre tooth prosthetic repeatedly was disgusting. Many flaws in its execution, but I did like the editing, so to each their own. No, it's not to each their own. <laughs> the editing is objectively not good. It just may not have bothered you. Um, with all that in mind, I think why it worked and spoke to so many people is that the screenwriters structured it as hero's journey. I know a biopic is supposed to be true, as is all historical fiction, but the stories that have lasted over time have been classic hero's tales. Guess what? That That's the problem, is that they just did the hero's tale, They and they lied about it. It wasn't even right to his like legacy.
0: Yeah, I think it just makes it um, <clears throat> not boring, but it it's just... Like, yeah, it, it's not, um, it's like not a movie that was created to be like artistically savored.
1: Yeah, but like.
0: It's like a movie that was created to entertain. And it entertained lots, it, it entertained it, it entertained, lots of peop- it entertained lots of people, it entertained lots of people. It's just, it's fun. So like, she, I, I get it. I get it. It's fun. So she said, it's just not meant to be savored. And, and if you savor it, then you start to notice how like deeply flawed it is.
1: Yeah, I guess that's fair. She also said, so to end that she said that you know sometimes you embellish it, um, and they want to tell stories that inspire, and she really likes those. So she said that's why she thought both of the superhero movies we did last week were awful to her. She says I didn't care about any of them, and they were so unher- unheroic. Captain America movie was visually chaotic. I actually walked out the first time I tried to see it because of the back and forth camera was so annoying. I felt like I was going to hurl. But I went and saw it again and still thought it was confusing and boring. I felt like I needed some cliff notes or something to follow the interactions of the various superheroes because I had no idea about their motivations or connections. In my honest opinion, comic book movie stories and their heroes are supposed to be somewhat easy to follow. Then she goes on and talks about how Marvel movies have gotten bad because they're no longer just the hero story. Guess what, mom? That's called character development and building, building a franchise. And if Captain America was all about just developing the hero story of Captain America and Iron Man, uh, all the way back at the beginning, we would just be rehashing the same movie. Do you know we've off the top seen. of your head
0: how many Avengers movies there are? There's
1: probably like a ton. There's like twenty-two. <laughs> there are
0: probably like a ton. Nailed it. There's
1: like twenty-two. Okay, so
0: let's stick with twenty-two. If there were twenty-two heroes' tales. Sign me, right the fuck off. Yeah,
1: I'm actually getting tired of seeing. <laughs> I'm it. done. One thing I love about Captain two. America is that we don't get that with Spider Man. There's, they're not just rehashing the whole origin story, which is a hero's tale. This is. But I mean, your mom it. is right too.
0: Like they are. If you are not versed in Avengers. Or or honestly, in any comic book story, it's convoluted and confusing
1: right but that but then, I mean if you, then like, don't watch it this deep, is for us yeah if you, you
0: deep know. dive on any Wikipedia like comic page, you're gonna find a bunch of crazy crap that just doesn't make any right. sense oh, totally. all of those stories are convoluted oh, I yeah, don't think pull that comic the stories are meant to be like simple, maybe their origin story okay, but, but, right,
1: you but, can't knock a movie for being a little more complex than a simple hero story yeah. But I guess it doesn't work for you, Mom. Sorry. Thank you for the extremely long It comes email. down
0: to that question of is it meant to be, like, savored or not.
1: And I, right. I mean, yeah. Is this a real life or is this just fantasy? Hey, Nick, <laughs> let's move on. Hey, Mom, thanks for sending the email. I, I do appreciate your Keep them coming. And yeah. to be
0: fair, you're angry at this email. But I did ask for the opinion of someone who liked the movie. A layperson. And now we have it.
1: Um <laughs> a, a laywoman. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to be talking about Casino Royale and yeah. Skyfall 2. Oh yeah, we haven't said that yet. James Bond movies, and we're gonna spoil them. So if you haven't seen them, go watch them. All right. It's kinda of ridiculous if you haven't.
0: All right, all right. Uh Casino Royale versus Skyfall is our episode today. We've chosen these two movies because they are the uh first of the Bond and M uh uh what is that? like motherly love cycle I mean, in the between Pierce them. I know, but, yeah, but, yeah, the, but the this connection is this sure. is the, the Daniel Craig connection. And then the end of her little saga in the Daniel Craig bonds, um, and casino Royale is sort of a reboot in casino Royale bond gains. His double O status for the first time in an epic pre, uh, pre credits sequence. Um, M, Bond's boss, played by Dame Judi Dench, tells Bond that he hubba, must hubba. investigate the funding of terrorism. He tracks down and kills a bomb maker, takes his mobile phone. That's an oversimplification of an incredible scene. Uh, searching through the phone, Bond discovers a text message, which he traces to a man named Alex Demetrios. He wins Demetrios's Aston Martin DB5, which is my favorite car of all time, and also bangs his Nerd. wife. Um, and then he goes on to... Uh, find the financier le chiffre le chiffre you have to do his name le chiffre nice
1: yeah
0: his investments involve short selling shock and success uh short whoa that's hard to say short selling stock in successful companies and then engineering terrorist attacks to sink their share prices Le Chiffre's eye bleeds sometimes also because evil. Uh, Bond foils Le Chiffre's plan to destroy the prototype Skyfleet airliner, which forces Le Chiffre to set up a high-stakes poker tournament at the Casino Royale to recoup his fortune. Bond is instructed to beat Le Chiffre and is aided by a member of the treasury named Vesper Lind. He is also aided by a man named Felix Leiter, a CIA operative. Bond beats Le oh, at yeah. the poker table, but Lind is shortly thereafter kidnapped by Le Chiffre. Uh, as is Bond, who is captured while pursuing them. Lind is ransomed for the money and Bond is tortured. Uh, Bond learns that his poker winnings were never repaid to the Treasury after uh, Le Chiffre is subsequently killed by Mr. White, a liaison between Le Chiffre and a number of his clients. After Bond finds out that he uh, didn't, that money was not actually repaid to the Treasury. Lind was supposed to have done it, Bond establishes that she was actually a double agent, he pursues her, is attacked by members of White's organization, and survives, but White takes the money, and Lind sacrifices herself in exchange for Bond's life, as the laser finds out from M, Bond subsequently finds and captures White. In Skyfall, Moneypenny, at the request of M, takes a shot, misses her mark, and hits Bond, who falls into a river. Bond is missing and presumed to be dead. But actually, he's taking shots of booze uh, with scorpions on his hands and having dozens of Mm -hmm. island natives just cheer him on. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. He's mostly drunk for an indiscriminate amount of time during his recovery from that uh, fall into a river. In the aftermath of Bond's death, Uh, but not actual death and just like a rage binge. Questions are raised over M's ability to run the secret service, and she becomes the subject of a government review over handling the situation. The service itself is attacked, prompting Bond's return to London. He meets the new Q, brutally fails a competency test because he's still hammered off the scorpion booze, but is told that he passes the test. MI6 uncovers a lead. They send Bond to Shanghai and Macau in pursuit of a mercenary named Patrice. There, he establishes a connection to Raul Silva, a oh. former MI6 agent who was captured and tortured by Chinese agents. Blaming M for his imprisonment, Silva sets in motion a plan to ruin her reputation before murdering her. Bond saves M, drives her through the Scottish countryside in another DB5, which is the same one from Casino Royale. Yeah. I guess.
1: Uh
0: And attempts to lure Silva into a trap at Bond's childhood home, which is called Skyfall Manor. While he is successful in repelling Silva's assault, M is mortally wounded and dies. Bond returns to active duty under the command of the new M,
1: Voldemort. You can't say his name. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, uh, excellent synopsis. Yeah, we're doing these uh, two movies because they're both uh, recent and the I most got lazy popular. And copied the... Wikipedia. Yeah, but added my own jokes. But I. So we're doing these because they're the most popular and uh, uh, of the two or of the what is it now? The Craig five, bonds. Um, yeah. Or f- yeah. Five. Daniel Craig. Yeah, Bond it movies. will be
0: five in April. Um,
1: it's also really good timing because Sam Mendez right. and Roger Deacon's new movie, 1917, are probably going to take all the awards this, uh, and, this weekend. And uh, the
0: newest and final Daniel Craig Bond film is due out in just a couple months in April.
1: Yeah, uh, it about is. About a week
0: before my birthday.
1: Yeah, No Time to Kill. That's going to be sick. No Time okay. to Die. Okay, Nick, let's get in. Oh, nine t- nope. No Time to Die. It's always a time to kill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, we are going to rate <laughs> these movies with our five Yikes. categories. We have a new I am, category. I'm
0: scared now. I'm I'm in a room with a man who said it's hey, always man. time to kill. So
1: let me grab this knife real quick.
0: All right, one to seven. One yeah. is the worst. Seven is the best. Four is the middle.
1: With a hairy average. chest. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to do five categories. Spectacularity, actoring, eye candy, originality, and a new Bond category. License
0: to thrill. Dun, dun, dun,
1: yeah, so dun, we'll get into those. Dun, dun, let dun, dun, us dun, dun. start, Nick, with spectacularity, which is... Um, the engagement level of a movie, um, whether you were really entertained by it or you were distracted by the runtime and worried about it the whole time and you just didn't care. You couldn't even be balded about watching it. Let us start with Casino Royale Spectacularity. Nick, <laughs> start it off, big boy. Okay,
0: so the first time that I saw this movie, <clears throat> absolutely would have given it a seven. Right. Upon mm, like two, at least two more rewatches, maybe there's a third snuck in there sometime since high school. Mm -hmm. I am going to give this a five now. Whoa. Uh, The first time I saw these, I'm probably going to have reversed my scores for them, but um, I think a lot of that is hype. It's kind of funny what hype can do. Casino Royale was hyped way up. I was really into Chris Cornell yeah, at the time was new too. also. Yeah, I was yeah. also really into Chris Cornell so I was like obsessed with the Is song it From Counting Crows. No, you dude. All right, turn the podcast off. Smashing Pumpkins? Off. No. Oh my god. Soundgarden and also Oh,
1: that's right. And I also, love Soundgarden. And also Audio Slave. I mean, I like some songs. Dude, Chris Cornell's like
0: a, such an amazing rock vocalist. Anyways. Yeah. Um RIP. The the score is really interesting though. Uh, speaking of Chris Cornell, I wanna focus on this for, for this section because it's right. like a weird thing that I noticed. Yeah. The score in Casino Royale is derived from the theme. From the theme song, not from the James Bond theme song, from the Chris Cornell song. Wow. And it's it's really interesting because like three fourths of the way through the movie, some I can't remember, there's an event that happens and then there's the Bond theme. The like classic Yeah, comes in like later in the movie. Mostly the theme is is not that, which is just like a weird thing that I was like focused on for some reason in the movie. But it, it kind of has this convoluted plot that, if you are watching it in your home, you you have a lot of opportunities to not pay attention and lose track right. of what's happening.
1: And so that took you out of the That engagement. took
0: me out of it. I don't think it's like a perfectly, a perfect like movie in terms of how engaged you are in it and in the plot. But I mean, having watched it and been like stoked for Daniel Craig to play James Bond in 2006, I would have given it a seven back then for sure.
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was I-
0: amazing when I saw it in theaters.
1: Right, I think I'm like right there with you that I thought it was a seven when I first saw it. I mean, I I remember loving it so much when I first saw it. I thought it was so cool the way that they, I I had always been a James Bond fan. My mom just reminded me that I guess I went through like a huge James Bond binging phase of all the Sean Connery movies when I was a kid. Um, I gave it a six out of seven. I think what's really, what I really want to give this movie credit for is that they managed to make something that isn't like textbook thrilling like not like a thriller the poker game with a high stakes, like poker yeah. game into something that's so entertaining to watch. Even if you don't understand poker, like I was watching with Danny and she didn't really know, like I just taught her how to play poker and like, she didn't really know what was happening, but it's super, it, I think a lot of it is the charming, the the charm level of bond with Lashifra like expertly played by Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Um, he's so good. Really keeps you into it. I think it's slightly distracting to have that character Mathis on the side talking to Vesper and be like, "Oh, see, he's doing this here and he's doing that," and I'm like, "Shut the! F- I'm watching this, Mathis." Um, yeah, he sucks. That's
0: a great line in that movie. He's
1: saying really <laughs> super obvious stuff to Vesper too. I always forget about well, he's the, the bad guy. I always Spoiler forgot alert. about the airport scene. Like, whenever no. I think of Casino Royale, I don't think of that airport scene, and it's just the pure chase? thriller entertainment. Yeah. With
0: that dude that's 100% just a Terminator. Dude,
1: yeah, he looks like the Terminator. And then when he puts the bomb on his belt loop, yeah. I was like, oh, this Bond is so sick. Uh, I truly believe this Bond was like an absolute thug at that point. Um, The whole poisoning sequence I I forgot about is so entertaining when Bond briefly gets poisoned while playing the poker game. Casually walks out, freaks out, goes to his car, almost dies in his car. Vesper happens to get there at the very last second to resuscitate him. And then he pops back into that card game. I was like... I'm strapped the fuck in, uh, so I give it a six out of seven. I just find it really entertaining, even though I I think it's it's the least thrilling. Of Absolutely, all bombs.
0: as I was trying to, I just as I was trying to pay attention to the plot of this, I was like, "There's a lot of stuff happening." It pulls here. you out.
1: Yeah. All right. It well, so is interesting about- that
0: Le Chiffre's, like thing is he short sells. Try saying short sell yeah, he's, stocks. He's like short, try saying short. Short sells stock successfully five he's times like, fast.
1: Short sells stocks successfully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's like Michael Bauman, the guy that uh, yeah, like Christian Bale or, plays. Like orchestrates and yeah, and he orchestrates
0: terrorists. It's so yeah. cool. Anyways.
1: Yeah, I agree. So that was a five out of seven from Nick and a six out of seven from me. Let's talk about Skyfall. Okay. Why don't you go with spectacularity?
0: All right, you want me to lead off? Yeah. All right, Skyfall is a much more classic Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Casino Royale um, is... Like I said, it's like a reboot. Right. Like he's not Bond. Oh, he's Bond, but he's not 007 at the very beginning of this movie. He it gets like his. Gritty, yeah, um, he's pretty. Yeah. He's pretty raw. Yeah, right. And Skyfall is like a very classic kind of Bond film where he's struggling with his identity as James Bond. Right. And he's like, what, like he's been knocked out of commission. He was knocked out of commission by like a maternal figure to him and M and his boss and someone he trusted or thought he trusted. Uh, and it, it's like,
1: it's really existential.
0: It, it is the first time that I, and a lot of bond movies are kind of existential. There's quite a few of them yeah. where he has that issue.
1: Well, especially uh, Daniel Craig ones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, um, the first time I saw this, I would have given it like a four or a five. But this, this time through, I was way more into the character development of James Bond. And there are some lulls, so I'm going to give it a six and not a seven. Yeah. Like the when he's in Shanghai, is kind of like
1: a... Uh... Yeah, except the scene when he's fighting the dude in that building is one of the most... Yeah. It's one of the most insanely shot scenes I've ever seen with all the glass.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to point out is the score because yeah. I'm obsessed with the James Bond theme. I always have been cuz I used to play the video games a lot as a kid. Right. And just was like, like so into night. the theme. Yeah. The way that Skyfall uses the Bond theme is perfect. Yeah. There are like multiple variations of it. It uses the slowed down version that's like dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. yeah. And it's like so cool sounding, very like
1: intentional. And with...
0: then when the DB five again comes out in this movie, they play the old school Bond with the like
1: with the yeah yeah with the so cool like
0: uh, like little like drum rolls. It's awesome. Um, I totally agree. Highlights for my highlight scene in Casino Royale is the nut busting scene. And my highlight and spectacularity is everything that happens in, in Skyfall Manor.
1: Oh yeah, the whole everything. Life. The yeah, ending so, of this movie is amazing. So I actually gave it a six as well. So the same as I did with Casino Royale at a seven. Um, I gotta say, the the opening to the like the opening to Casino Royale with the parkour chase is one of the most insane. I mean, that's not actually the opening. It's a few scenes later, so but good. it's it's one of the most insane sequences. But the opening of this movie. Is so thrilling when he's f- chasing the dude and fighting on the train. And he, I guess like Daniel Craig did those stunts. Yeah. A lot of his own stunts. Is, he why, was like all,
0: very injured.
1: Yeah, he got really injured. Um, the way that he jumps into the train and like fixes his suit is so cool. And then I remember oh, gasping. Man. I remember in the theater when money when M is like, take the shot and Money Penny shoots. Well, you don't know if she's Money Penny at that time, but she shoots. Yeah bond and he falls i was like what is this you only live twice which is like i i fucking love that we'll talk about it later i was like strapped in and then you go into one of the best bond theme openings with adele um and the way that they do the bond theme is so cool um so quick, but I also really love the scorpion shot scene, Dude. especially because it smoothly transitions to him still being there, depressed and still drinking in the morning.
0: Dude, and he's like literally drunk for like 48 hours.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, so I, I really he like the- He flies exa- to
0: the UK after that and takes a competency test while still so th- hammered th- th- I'm on scorpion i glad you mentioned bows. that
1: because I, I really like the competency- um, test scenes because I think they give you an understanding of how vulnerable he is um, at this time like what, this bond that we're seeing but I do think it's kind of a distraction to the story as a whole that scene and that's yeah, kind of what sure. knocked it down Yeah, I will say everything with Raul Silva Javier Bardem's character is the most like it's the most engaged I can be in a movie. I can't, he's so, it's like him and Heath Ledger's Joker are like the most captivating villains I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, totally. I kind of hate when he's not on screen. Um, I really like the action scene when he like crashes the parliamentary um, like meeting where they're like talking about getting rid of the double O program and stuff. Oh. Um, and then he has the the tube or whatever, like almost crash into Bond through the wall. Um, I'm just like so strapped in for that last act. It's, it's really like, it's really human while it's like very exhilarating and visually stunning. And it's basically like home alone, but like a gritty adult version of home alone. And I love that. So that's a six out of seven for me and a six out of seven from Nick. Let's move on to our next category. Actoring. Okay. Uh, What is that? Actoring is.
0: Uh, a, are the actors believable in their roles? Are they delivering a believable and uh, honest performance? And f- beyond that, do we believe they've been given the tools by the writers and the directors in order to give uh, the performance uh, the best performance possible? Yeah, it's encompassing
1: all of it. Right.
0: So yeah. we try and lump a bunch of stuff together. Um why start don't with you, Skyfall.
1: All right, you want me to start?
0: Why don't you start for Skyfall on actoring?
1: I'm going to give it a six out of seven. Um, you know, cool, it's not cool, a drama cool. movie, so it's not like big, it's not important to be, um, really well acted, but I think like Javier Bardem on his own brings this category up to a six. Oh my God. Yeah. It's I, like I said, um, it's a lot like Joker, but it's also like, like him as, uh, Anton Chigurh. Yeah. When he pulls his teeth out.
0: <laughs> it hurt. I touched my mouth and the inside it hurt mother look what you've done or whatever yeah. so and, he's like,
1: and all the little rats and they come down, <laughs> and you have changed their nature yeah I kind of wish I did that at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> also, um, really, really bad. good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, really good acting. I mean, it's like spectacular acting as uh, by Judi Dench in her final Bond role. She's been, I think, in like seven or eight movies, and and she's incredible. I really love the casting of... I always loved Q in the old Bond movies, mm-hmm. and I really love the casting of a young Q to be doing the technology Stars stuff. spots. Ben, yeah, yeah. He's like, my complexion is not any business to it, like no. whatever. Yeah, Ben. Ben also Winshaw he doesn't is great. Yeah, he doesn't have acne. Um, it's also really good on that and they do this with um, casting Jeffrey Wright as Felix, but really cool on them for casting Naomi Harris as Money Penny cuz it throws everyone off and Naomi Harris is a great actress. She was nominated Dude, she's so good. So you know because she was doing this When she was in Moonlight, when she's incredible Mm. in Moonlight, she was only she only shot for ten days on Moonlight because she didn't have time because of this, and she ended up getting nominated for it. Um, I love the side performances by like underrated um, English actors. So there's Rory Kinnear, who we know from Penny Dreadful, who's great. Um, Albert Finney, who's one of the most legendary English actors of all time, um, plays the gamekeeper. Yeah, and then Ray Fiennes, who's like the best. He's so good. And I love him as M, but I really want to take like time to talk about Bond because this is the most dramatic Daniel Craig gets as Bond. He kind of gets yeah. him a Casino Royale, but this is like the silent acting of him uh, drinking alone is so believable. Him doing the tests and stuff is like, it, it, he's just so yeah, he vulnerable forward while shooting. and gritty. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's the first time you truly just see how human he is. That he's this, like, secret agent, and he's, like, perfect at everything. And regardless of how talented and violent he is, he's, like, he has this troubled past, and he's human. And I think that's really benefited a lot by his performance, but also by Mendez's direction. um, Because he kills him. And, and, you know, the relationship between M and Bond is so expertly done by Sam Mendez to show... Like the difference between what loyalty I does. I think all
0: three of the things in this category all come together in that that dynamic. Totally. In, in Skyfall. Yeah, the writing, the directing, and the acting between between Judy Dench and and. Uh, and uh, uh daniel craig are mm-hmm. amazing in their relationship
1: you know it kind of felt like they sat down and they really like they like yeah who are these characters really what's the deep part of these characters and that's cool
0: yeah why do they why do they have this connection like why are they more than just right. boss and and underling like yeah. why are they how can they come back from her her saying you know take, take the, the shot, shot?
1: And like He's the like, obvious should, stress that it caused You should caused have trust him. me to finish the job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I
0: I so the writing is great in both, but I'm gonna give a slight nod to Casino Royale in the writing just because of what, some of about, the actoring? the dialogue, some of yeah. the dialogue. But if we're gonna stay on Skyfall, I'll give the huge nod to. In, the, in terms of directing to Skyfall. Right. Because Skyfall is an amazingly put-together movie. Yeah. And I did not appre- – it's so funny. I just did not appreciate it the first time that I saw it.
1: I don't think a lot it, – it's artsy. It's yeah, artsy. But on fun. this
0: rewatch, like, it's so well put together. That whole final sequence
1: – In Skyfall. In
0: Skyfall. Like, I know that it's, it's more, like, the action-y sequences, but – Just everything about Bond and how menacing Javier Bardem is in those final sequences when he, like, approaches Skyfall and just how, like, overconfident he – the way that he moves is, Javier Bardem, and just driven, like, that he's just this, like, predator and he has one, like, person on his – in his crosshairs and it's it's M – and he's just like this. They like even he even kind of like stalks her through, like, like wilderness kind of as he kind of sees yeah. the flashlight out in the distance. And the way that that's done is amazing. Yeah, the directing there is amazing. It's just like, I mean, Bardem is obviously a standout. Um, and and that's like he doesn't even really come close to any of the other Daniel Craig villains. Like he's obviously. I think. Yeah, the best we'll see one. how
1: Rami Malik is. He looks really cool. Um,
0: I I don't know how he dude, could beat Javier it's, Bardem. It's so good. I don't think. I don't think he could beat Javier Bardem. I just don't think so. I don't know. If there's too much to say that you already haven't
1: though. Yeah. Um, oh, thanks, man.
0: All right. You already have.
1: Well, haven't. well, then we start it up with. Uh, so you, you. What did you give it? A, a six. six.
0: Yeah. And I gave Casino Royale a six
1: as well. Okay. Um, cool. Talk about Casino Royale.
0: I don't... There's, like, no one to single out as being, like, a poor performance. I think Ava Green is fine. I don't, like, love her
1: mm-hmm. in this,
0: but she's good. Uh, a lot of the dialogue is extremely well-written, which is why I think I give a slight nod in writing to Casino Royale. I think there's a bigger task there in trying yeah. to restart things with Daniel totally. Craig, and there's kind of a risk taken that it's, like, a reboot, kind of. Where he's it's like, a
1: reboot, but they also want to make it interesting. Right. So um Jeffrey Wright is also great. So good. Um, and it's funny to have like a, he's supposed to be like Bond's counterpart in the CIA, but he's not like handsome like Bond, but he's just nor, hes, he's just
0: like, cool. But he's like admittedly not. Like yeah. he's like, you're a better poker player than I am.
1: Yeah. So i I have the money. Yeah. I, I could back you up. Oh, he's so cool in all of them. I'm excited to see what, he, I think the new one is going to be like a lot about their relationship. There's also
0: a great joke about the CIA there too oh yeah and he says
1: like like we have all the money basically yeah yeah
0: you know we, we're not a, not a big deal for us to give away money or something yeah. it's like yeah okay yeah uh and and miles it's michelson madson
1: mads mickelson
0: mads mickelson yeah what the,
1: what miles Mackelson. oh i
0: put miles mickelson no.
1: mads mickelson mads
0: is also fantastic so but he's good. very subtle yeah it's well, great
1: different. it's really cool when he's like in the end when he's torturing Bond is when he's super cocky.
0: Yeah. I'll talk about it more in originality, why it's like a good ch- casting choice, but yeah. Sure. Excellent.
1: Any other notes I gave him about both Casino six. Royale? Oh, you gave it a six?
0: Um, In terms of the actoring, no. I want right. to talk about other stuff for it, for sure.
1: I gave it a five, a little bit lower. I think that da- this is Daniel Craig, obviously taking his turn as Bond and just absolutely killing it. Yeah. Um, He kind of has this essence of, like, cool and smooth that I hadn't seen before. It kind of reminds me of Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um... It, but it's uh, like yeah. somehow more suave yeah his cockiness and all the scenes in the first hotel are so cool the way he like takes that guy's valet uh thing and then just destroys the car and walks through
0: yeah he doesn't say any
1: yeah. it, it's the way he walks and he it, and you get a glimpse of how intense and funny daniel craig is because you think daniel craig is super funny because he has been in like knives out he's great yeah. you haven't seen yet but uh um he's just he's he's incredibly funny so that was cool i think eva green uh as as vesper is one of the best bond girls if not the best probably the most like equal to bond yeah um I really – she's really hard to read, but she's also just so cunning and charming. Um, and uh, There's
0: something about her that makes that twist that she's a bad guy the whole time. You just
1: know it's happening.
0: Yeah, like hey, every, not as sh- shocking or
1: cool. Well, actually, that. I, so I have an issue – the reason why I brought it down to a five is I kind of have an issue with the character writing, and I think it's kind of a problem for a lot of Bond movies other than Skyfall. It's just how quick Bond falls in love with these girls and stuff. Not necessarily the girls falling in love with him. I mean, he's Daniel Craig. Have you seen him walking out of the ocean? Have you seen his shoulders? He looks
0: like, he looks like
1: the Laker
0: (laughs) era, Dwight, Dwight Howard. I know he does
1: Superman. Um, Especially when they they passionately make love after his balls just got smashed. Mushed up, Yeah, it got mushed up. I just, um, Mads Mickelson is the man. Like, you, you took it out of my... He's, like, really underwritten as Doctor Strange, but he's so good in this. Um, oh, yeah. I, I'll talk Fine. about him. I have a recommendation of a movie with him. The whole Weeping Blood thing is random, but it's, like, how cocky and evil he is despite being a little bitch with asthma and, like... And being chased after by and warlords. A, and a
0: messed up eye duct, like tear yeah. duct. Come on, man.
1: I also, I, I got to say, I, I hate the guy who plays Mathis. I think he's awful. He's really good in the later oh, movie. There's a good single out. Yeah. I mean, Mathis I just, sucks. I don't really think that Bond gets to the emotional depths that I really want that he gets even in like Quantum of Solace, Spectre and Skyfall. Um, And I just wish there were other great actors in it and that Judi Dench had more to do. So that's why I brought it down a little bit. All oh, right, that's fair. Yeah. I see that. All right, let's move on to our next category. Let's do eye candy and stick with uh, um, Casino Royale. Eye candy is where we talk about all the visual elements of right. a movie. Um And that's going to be important here. So it's like with an action movie, you kind of want like great cinematography, like exciting visual scenes, costuming is big and bon, all that. So we'll start with Casino Royale. I know
0: you have a buttload to talk about in this section, so I am going to go through my list really quick for Casino Royale. These are my scenes that are fantastic. I gave Casino Royale a six. This is why. The car rolling scene, the intro parkour scene- Bond coming out of the water with shoulders that look like they were carved even just out his of marble. Shoulders, it
1: looks like he has ten yummy, abs. yummy. Yeah, getting my tummy. I found myself salivating.
0: I am moist. Yeah. Uh, seriously, <laughs> seriously though, the action scenes are incredible. I didn't even list the air. The the whole airport scene.
1: Yeah,
0: is like heart poundingly good.
1: I don't think it's like visually that great. The airport scene—it's oh, dude, all those chases
0: in the plane that's like coming down, and they're like, ah, it's above us. Yeah, it's so good.
1: It kind of felt like a Nicolas Cage movie in that moment, for me visually.
0: I suppose, but I think that. But like, yeah, the
1: other scenes, I totally agree with you.
0: I don't think that there's anything in it visually that I'm going to say is like nothing. Is anything short of an excellent action movie for sure. But Skyfall has another layer to it. But so go I, ahead.
1: I, I gave it just slightly below you. I I gave it a five out I of seven. I gave it a five
0: initially, but I changed it to a six.
1: Fair enough. Um, I I gave it a five out of seven. I do really like the parkour scene. It's one of my favorite chase sequences of all time. Um, I like how it starts in black and white when they're introducing him and they even do that weird, like grainy kind of footage when he, when it's showing his first kill and then it's showing his second kill when that guy doesn't believe that he's a double O agent cause he hasn't killed. Yeah. Um, and the way <laughs> it cuts back and forth is really cool editing.
0: Your second um, one is.
1: Yeah. And he, yeah. Cause he has his bullets. I, I love how they no, film dude. everything oh. in, uh, in Venice when the, when the building is sinking. Yes. That is really cool. Um, I also, you're talking about him. The two Bond girls are muy yummy, yummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his outfits are also awesome in this movie. I really <laughs> like James Bond suits. Are, that was you, a, that was a you quick cream switch. over the, the cars. I'm creaming over the, dude. the DB five is the best. No, I don't care. Some of the filming dates it a little bit. That's my problem. It, it feels a little bit older, whereas like Skyfall, I mean, it,
0: you know, as if it was older.
1: I mean, it was older, but it does. <laughs> it feels like a little dated now. Where I don't think Skyfall is yeah. going to be dated that way. There's
0: a couple of things I forgot to mention too. Um, the because you just mentioned these two scenes, the car roll scene is the longest oh, yeah, car that. roll scene ever t- that uses. um until this weekend, dude. Let's flip it <laughs> like an, like. But they use like in uh, like an explosion or like a a system oh, that helps it to to pr- like to, propels it. Yeah, propels it like a propellant a system. It's nice. the, the most flips using a propellant system. I mean, honestly, and maybe that record's been broken, but it was at the time. And then the uh, the Venice scene is one of only two scenes in the whole movie that uses CGI.
1: Oh, cool. It doesn't really look like CGI. So I will give it credit for that. And I like the uh, car rolling scene. I do have to say a lot of the movie is because of the substance of the movie. It's a lot of people talking in rooms and playing cards or whatever. And I thought it could have been more visually creative in the way it showed that. W- that would have really helped it because yeah. it's almost mundane, even though it's still, like I said, spectacular and exciting. So let's move on to Skyfall. I gave it a, f- I gave Casino Royale five out of seven. It gave it a six out of seven in eye candy. Um, Skyfall. Uh, you start. Okay. I mean, this is a seven out of seven. Like, This is visually one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. And it's only become stronger over time, especially when I watched that video I sent you uh, about cinematography. This is shot by Roger Deakins, who is widely considered the best living cinematographer, Um, along with his work with the Coen brothers movies, like no country for old men and Fargo. I, I mean, Blade Runner 2049 and 1917. He just absolutely kills it. Yeah. But this is probably one of my favorite filmed action movies. Um, the way, the biggest one that I love is the way he lights the scene at the end when he's fighting off Javier Bardem, and it's nighttime, yeah. and there's a fire in a distance. I mean, the way he does it, if you watch, is like he had this like tower of lights, um, but the and then when he God, when he so is cool. inside the lake, it's unbelievably Unreal. gorgeous. Uh. Watching the behind the scenes is great. I, I implore everyone to do that. The way he shoots everything at Skyfall, as you said, it, it, it's just insane. Uh, especially the drive in, the landscape, and everything. You know how, how yeah. I love landscapes. Uh, it's dope. I you I know, know how landscapes
0: are. I know.
1: <laughs> I know you were saying that the Shanghai sequence was like a little slow for you, but the way he films it's it in that skyscraper yeah. is unreal. The the whole little him on the edge of the boat going into the Macau casino oh, yeah. is incredible. Um, the shot of him, um, the shot of M in front of the coffins when all those agents had died oh, in the yeah. building that got bombed is iconic. And the one with him on the rooftop is also iconic when it shows the whole skyline. Um, there's a smooth transition from him falling into the water, into the bond theme at the beginning that I really like. Oh yeah. I love when those blend well. I think Casino Royale does it well too. um, Sam Mendes just really wanted to give us an artsy action movie, and it works. And he hired the best person possible for it. Roger Deakins is amazing. The only thing that I'd knock it for, the CGI Komodo dragons are so dumb.
0: Yeah, those are a understand little over choice. the top. Uh, I would agree. All those shots you said, um, especially the DB5, again, I'm really obsessed with that car, driving through the countryside. Oh, so uh cool. The intro to Skyfall Manor, where he drives they drive down a little bit and then it kind of the, yeah, the shot sort of lowers and then on the left third of this the screen there's the skyfall um like this like brick that says that it's Skyfall, skyfall yeah. and then with like with the stag on top and yeah. then like the other three quarters of the scene are, or the of the the screen I mean are uh, or like maybe two thirds of the screen are the manor itself and then like this amazingly and stuff. like yeah. done countryside. Uh Let's see. Everything that happens in Asia, although it's kind of a lull in the movie for me, is beautiful. Uh, the walking alone on the beach to that bar when he's in exile, yeah, is really cool looking. Um, and then everything that happens in the scorpion scene,
1: yeah. And I, I forgot to mention the island scene. That's like kind of like Inception. That's like uh, what's it called in Inception when you f- fall into um, unknown space or whatever. Wait what What's it called in Inception when you fall into like an un. What's that oh, called? I forget. Why am I blanking on this name? I, I don't know. I gotta rewatch that movie. No, no, no it, it, we use it all the time. Limbo. When they go Limbo. into Limbo, it looks like that. When he goes to the island that uh, Raul Silva took over. Oh, yeah. It looks like Skyfall at yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, I know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Cool. What did you give it at a seven? I gave it a seven. Oh, Nick, my boy, dude. You did that because you didn't want to make me angry.
0: No, I, I honestly appreciated it a lot watching it this time.
1: Fair enough. Um... Yeah. What's uh, Originality? Yeah, let's do originality next. Uh, okay. So why don't you start... Originality, we're just talking about the creativity we're of gonna the movie. We're going to start with Skyfall? Yeah, you could explain a little bit what it is, but let's start with uh, Skyfall. Yeah,
0: so originality is like, does the movie stand out in genre? Did it need to be made? Um, we're talking about the genres in like action movies, I think, here, because we have a specific category to talk about. Does it stand out amongst Bond movies? Yeah. Um, But uh, if we're starting with Skyfall. Uh, it definitely does itself a favor by having one of the most iconic Bond villains that I can think of off the top of my head for in sure. Javier Bardem. Um, so having like it's having the choice and I, I, I want to compare the the villains in this because they're perfect for what the movie is trying to convey yeah. to have Bond face an adversary who is just as talented as Bond in Skyfall mm-hmm. is I think a, a, a perfect and bold choice that makes it a little bit that much more original and that much more interesting to have this menacing obviously sadistic messed up character who you're told although you don't really see it is bonds equal yeah um if not more like worthy or strong than bond is because he's like weakened Right. Like even just having him weakened is an original choice for this movie. Yeah. Um I think just think it does well to 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 make him more vulnerable and then remove him from Make
1: Bond Make more, Bond yeah. more
0: vulnerable and then remove him from the elements that you're so used to with Bond and stick him in the Scottish countryside at his childhood home. Totally. And like give you more of his backstory, which is not something that a lot of
1: Bond movies do. Yeah, pretty much none of them do. I mean, yeah. you get a little gl- you get glimpses of his background. For sure. What uh, what did you give it? I gave it a 5. Okay.
0: Um I don't think that, you know, it's still like an action flick, like I don't think that there's a ton in that's ultra original, but for a bond movie, there's some original choices that
1: work. Yeah. I so I'm a, only a little sli- I'm I'm slightly higher than that. I gave it a 6 out of 7. Um I mean, I just thought of this today. I mean because I'm putting so many like comparisons between the two. This is the Dark Knight of James Bond movies. This yeah. is like him trying to be serious about it and give you a very compellingly terrifying villain. Um, I'm not saying it's as good as as Dark Knight. Dark Knight is an incredible movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, I'm just it's it's similar in its style. A lot of what works for this um, is that it's making very creative changes to the typical Bond things that me and you both like, but we also probably, like, shake our heads at. Um, it, it, and and it's doing that with even the Craig series. It's kind of stepping away and being more self-reflective. Mm. But it doesn't, like, sacrifice its... Um, spectacularity while it's doing that it still keeps it engaging i think it's amazing character writing for M and bond in a way that we've never seen before especially when you start with his distrust with her and then you're hearing someone who really distrusted her and and um almost and had to almost kill himself but had like a failed cyanide capsule suicide to protect her um and he's kind of like a, he even at the beginning he's like told to abandon his like mortally wounded agent, like yeah. uh colleague, and Money Penny shoots him. I think it just creates this like beautifully like tragic thing for him learning to understand why M made the decision she did and that she is someone that raised him and stuff and cares about him. Yeah. Um I think the story weaves around a lot. I think it's um It's also about the death of their industry, the 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 MI six program. It's it's the death of of uh, the double O program, yeah, yeah, which is more so Inspector, but this one for sure. And there, my problem with the writing, I'm bringing it down from a seven, uh, and I do agree with you that it is at the end of the day, it is an action spy thriller, so it's like not the most clever movie, right? Um, I there's some question marks in the treatment of like. Like, one example, like, from some of the writing that bothers me still is, like, he meets this woman, this Bond woman, the only Bond woman in this, uh, Bond girl, sort of. I mean, there's one, like, many penny, I guess. But he meets this girl. She tells him that she used to be – or he knows that she used to be a sex worker when she was a child. And then he sneaks onto her boat while she's naked uh, and, and showering and just sneaks up behind her and then bangs her. And then brings her to her death,
0: yeah. like
1: I hated that. He's it's ruthless, this man. Dumb Bond trope that's like sexist, and I don't like that kind of writing. I still, I, I also can't give it a seven because it's based on like a lot of prior IP, and that's really tough, right? Um, though, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Casino Royale because I yeah. think like that's an incredibly creative movie.
0: Yeah, I do think that it's a very, um, I think it's a very classic Bond movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it is his intro, Casino but Royale, for sure. the way that it works out is very classically Bond. So I really didn't give it a very high originality rating. I okay. only gave it a four. Oh, wow. I think amongst the Bond movies, like, it's obviously fantastic, but I don't think that originality is where it excels. I do think that the the villain is very classic Bond, but I do think it's a smart decision to have him a kind of minimized and, like, a weaker, like, physically weaker person. Right. Because the whole point of... That's why I think it was interesting that we compared these two is the whole point of Bond in this one is he's like super virile, super strong. He's... Oh, good word. ...new to the game. He's rough around the edges. He's raw and uncut. He's raw, dog. He's raw, dog. (laughs) Uh, And having uh, Mads... uh, Miggelson's character be this like weaker but still menacing and, like, very classically Bond, and then he has, like, some strange but subtle physical ailment.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's not a thing.
0: No, it's not. Yeah. Uh, The other thing is, like, there's too much poker, like you said, and if you don't know how to play poker, a good portion of this movie is like, trips what? What's What's the that? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't think it's super original. I love it, though, but I just don't think that this is the category it excels in.
1: I gave it, a, like, a little higher. I gave it a five out of seven. I, I think when you rewatch this movie, you really the writing, especially in the dialogue, as you were mentioning earlier, really stands out in this, like, incredibly unique way for Bond. It's, like, some of the best dialogue I've seen in a Bond movie, even though I've always loved Bond dialogue. Um, Paul Haggis wrote this with a bunch of other people, and I think the problem is that a lot of the story is overly elaborate and yeah. uh, convoluted, yeah. and I think that's because there's too many writers... Um, it helps make it exhilarating, but it, especially, and it makes it f- like interesting with the, the scenes with Bond and Vesper are like, you don't want to look away, even though it's just a guy flirting with a girl. It's almost like a rom-com, Yeah, but it's, it's great. <laughs> um, I, I really what I like about this writing is that this was the first time we're seeing a way darker and grittier Bond. Mm-hmm. And I and I love that. And it, it came out of nowhere and they just reshaped the franchise. If this movie didn't work, this franchise would have just been done because people didn't even know there was going to be another Bond. I mean Pierce Brosnan didn't know that he wasn't Bond anymore until he found out that Daniel Craig was casted because Bond had almost died. Um, I don't fully understand why they don't put Lashif like, in custody, especially when they know that he was the one involved with the airport, like, shorted, shorting them Yeah, them the, trying to bomb a, and, a like, and, blow up a brand new airliner. And then they don't even put him in custody when they know that he's, like, clearly in danger from the warlords or whatever, and they try <laughs> yeah. to kill him. Instead, they just save him and then keep playing poker with him in case he loses— or else they accidentally give him a shit ton of money. Like, I that writing doesn't work for me. <laughs> no, it doesn't um, at all. But I do. I do Especially really. really when you
0: put it like that.
1: I do really respect that they stay away from like the campiness of Bond. Oh yeah, and absolutely. that goes into the uh, writing. The ridiculous storytelling in earlier Bond movies is kind of annoying. Um, but beyond that, it's not that creative. Um, and, and there's like, um, if you watch, the, if you go online, we love talking about pitch meetings. Yeah. There's a Casino Royale pitch meeting and there's not a Skyfall one. And that usually means that the writing is kind of, there's more things to pick apart in writing. Even if Skyfall yeah. isn't a better movie, it's hard. It, like the writing is harder to pick right. apart. Um, so that's a five for me and a four from Nick. Let's, uh, let's talk about, have we done originality for Skyfall? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, finish it off with our new category
0: License the Thrill License the Thrill is a category that we came up with to replace Legacy because we want to talk about Legacy in the Bond um, universe in the Bond universe in the, the lens of Bond and basically the question that we're trying to ask ourselves here is did Bond earn his license to thrill in this movie is it a thrilling Bond flick does it hold up with all of the little Bond tropes yeah, dude. We've, we've, you know, gotten to experience over decades.
1: Go this ahead. is kind of like a subjective opinion about right. like your experience with Bond, like it's what tropes you bondiness. like and what you like. We were just talking about originality. It's this, the, the bondage. The bondage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were just talking about originality. It's like how creative they were with the tropes and like what they brought in to make us feel like, oh, yes, I'm watching a classic okay. Bond movie.
0: While we're here, I have some questions for you. Yeah. What is a Bond movie to you?
1: So Bond movie is like a super suave spy, um, goes off and does missions that are saving the world. But it's like it's more; it has to be more believable than Mission Impossible. Got it? They're not impossible missions. He's just he's a spy. He's just like a high stakes spy. Um, He's got to have nice suits. He's got to have a nice car. He's got to have some. Slightly poorly written women uh, yeah. characters to fawn over, but that that will get into. And like, there's got to be some boundary.
0: like underbelly of of like some mass
1: conspiracy. Mass conspiracy, and there has to be a lot of deceit and yeah. and a lot of people like uh, stabbing each other in the back.
0: Lots of lots of no trust, no trust, little well, trust.
1: Why don't you start with Casino Royale? Because you were really excited to do this because Casino Royale is one of your favorite bond okay, movies. Okay, so.
0: so Bond movie wise, I'm giving a casino I'm giving Casino Royale a seven. Whoa. It earns its license to thrill because this is Bond at the beginning. It's For supposed sure. to be number one Bond. Casino Royale was Fleming's first Bond novel. This is actually the second Casino Royale ever made. The first one is starring um yeah, a man whose last name George Lazenby is his name. Um yep. he was Bond like one and a half times. So
1: Yeah, my mom says the old casino Royale is not good at all no
0: it's like supposed to be one of the worst ones people don't even consider it part of the the bond franchise but anyways like it's a classic bond movie the plot may be convoluted but a lot of them are ava green betraying him as a letdown at the end but that's so bond that the woman that matches him his, his equal ends up being the one he can't be with because a you're led to believe she dies and uh, well, and that and, catapults and B, this
1: whole franchise with Daniel Craig. Right. It like, launches
0: everything forward. Yeah. It's like this, it's a, I think, a, a perfect epitome of what a Bond movie is. Because Bond is, he is suave, he's, he is raw, he's um like dastardly and outsmarts everybody, to use a, uh, a Julie joke here. He works smarter, not harder. Yeah. The whole movie. the biggest example of that is the parkour scene
1: fucking hard
0: he does but in the parkour (laughs) scene he
1: outsmarts the guy he just
0: outsmarts him like 50 times the whole thing he
1: breaks a lot of laws but
0: it's 100 157 laws yeah at least at least um it's amazing he i think it's like a a, the epitome of a bond movie yeah and a lot of that is because it's it is like the movie it's convoluted but it's not overly complex
1: right yeah, I'm, okay, so I gave it just a little bit lower. I gave it a six out of seven. i, I I'll talk about the things I really like that it does with the Bond movie because I, I love Bond movies, um, even the campy, stupid ones. Um, I really like the, – so they he drinks a martini. Bond always drinks a martini, shaken, not stirred, and they have a really funny yeah. moment where he's like, I'll have a vodka martini, and the guy's like, shaken or stirred? And he's like, do I look like I give a damn? But then he also has a moment with Vesper where he like he creates a drink called the Vesper, which is like the classic Bond martini from the books. Right. And he carefully makes that. I thought that was cool. Um, really classic Bond beginning where they're introducing this new gritty Bond at the beginning of him being a double, uh, a double O, yeah. killing that guy. And then all Bond movies start with him shooting the camera. At some point, he shoots the camera, and then it goes into the Bond theme. And this one has one of the most clever of the of those moments when he's um, he kills the first two guys, but the first his technically his first kill, the guy was he like drowns him in a sink, but the guy doesn't actually die. And then, it, it, even though it's like a scene afterwards ends, he kills another guy. It goes back to his first kill. And then the guy gets up, but Bond turns around and shoots him, and yeah. then it goes into the theme. I was like, wow, that's really clever because they got me because I'm waiting for this moment. It's
0: fantastic. Um, also, that line that the the man that he kills says and that he cuts him off is so good.
1: Yeah. Where he's oh, yeah, like, right. don't
0: worry. Your second one is, and then he shoots him and he goes, uh, he says like, like, yes, like considerably. considerably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so the good.
1: Line. I actually wrote that I I really thought the opening was a cool it, the the visuals for the opening were really yeah. cool. But it's a great song. It's really forgettable the song, but yeah. it is a great song. Um, you know, uh, it gets he gets an awesome car and then wins it in the most boss Bond way. He yeah. wins it off the guy playing poker and then that dude almost bangs that dude. One hundred percent. Side note: looks like Kramer. He definitely looks like Kramer, but like. Kramer, but green. He looks like Kramer from Kazakhstan.
0: It <laughs> <laughs> looks like Borat and Kramer.
1: Yeah, M is great in this. Uh, we get a new love hate like mother son relationship. But the, uh, here's where my problem comes. Um, you're missing out by not having Q in this movie. You don't have Money Penny. You don't have a lot of the Bond characters. Um, besides the opening and the hotel fight with the warlord and like. I guess, the the airport scene, you're not getting a lot of awesome fight sequences with Bond, which are something that's classic for me. You could do it in a cool way. Um, And though I I, I respect uh, flipping the thrills to have the card games, it's just... Not as exciting as most Bond movies. So Bond, though. But it has one of my favorite endings when when he finally says Bond. He doesn't say Bond, James Bond, until the very end when he shoots a guy. He's like, "Who are you, Mister Gray or whatever or Mister White, Mister White?" And then uh, he. There's so many of those James Bond. He
0: also he also tries a a a vodka martini shaken but shaken not stirred, and then he goes, "Oh, I gotta,
1: I gotta come up with a name. Gotta come up with a name for that." that. And it's.
0: No, he calls it a vodka martini, shaken, not stirred. Yeah, that's the name.
1: So I gave it a six. I gave it a six. I mean, I, it's a great, It's one of my favorite Bond movies. We'll get into. I that think at the it end. cheats
0: its way into it seven because it's so Bond. The bondage is so high on it. I just—it's
1: it, <laughs> not my favorite, and there are some things that I—it was missing, especially fair. for bringing back Bond. Let's we'll talk about Fine. Skyfall though. Okay. Um, Did you do, give it a seven? Yeah, I mean, okay, it's my Yeah, I gave it Bond. a six. That's fine. I figured this would happen.
0: Yeah. Because, so here's the thing. I think that it's a much more triumphant movie. The Redemption is a little bit like uh, like you only live twice. Um, like Bond tries this kind of like settling thing, but doesn't settle and can't and, and has to return and has to like, has to be uh, like live this life and, and do this thing that he's built to do. For because sure. orphans make the best recruits, and yeah. he was a, an orphan recruit. um but because of that, because he's like like it's not Bond and it is Bond. Like mm-hmm. he's weakened. And like that is such a like a thing that Bond is always like, should I do it or should I not? Right. Can I do it? Can did someone tell me I can't anymore to like like revoke my license to kill like that crappy Timothy Dalton? One where they, yeah, they take his to license kill. to kill yeah like that's like such a bond thing but it's also like not as badass as the bond that we see in casino royale it's like a different type of bond yeah but it's the best that type of bond out there so totally. i'm gonna give it a six
1: okay um i give it a seven out of seven um it, it's just full of all my favorite bo- even though i agree with you it's still full of like all of my favorite bond things. Um, it has easily the best v- bond villain of all time. Like he beats Ernst Blofeld from the earlier bond movies. Mm. Um, he, uh, you could tell there's just so much respect in this movie for a lot of the old elements of bond movies. Um, the way he drinks the car, the the fact that he cares so much about the car, he cares so much about what he's wearing but like there's that really cool line by Vesper in uh, Casino Royale where she's she's they're both like reading each other. yeah. And she says, it's as if you wear your suits with disdain. Yeah, And that's what is cool about Daniel Craig. But in this one, he's just kind of like more like sexy wearing all his like clothes and like really into just it.
0: Jackets that are just a little too short for him.
1: Yeah. And you finally <laughs> get a backstory on Bond. I mean, we've gotten glimpses of it over the years, but we finally get why he is the way he yeah. is in his orphan true. Um, setting. Um, I just don't think probably, that's a very
0: Bond thing to do. I think it's cool and original, but I don't think it's very Bond.
1: Okay, but the, the, okay, so if it's not if very I can, Bond to know about Bond. If I can explain my my Go side ahead. of it is that I agree with you that it doesn't have it's not very Bond in a lot of ways. But certain elements of the Bond movie are at their best in this, like yeah, best Bond Agreed. villain. My favorite Bond song by Adele, like it, it, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. um I, his love of scotch is like really in this he like he has such a cool line when Javier Bardem like shoots the girl and Bond clearly is messed up over it but he goes like that's a uh, waste of good scotch or whatever yeah. his reaction to his car being destroyed is like so pure of Bond he's like really upset over it um i really respect that they bring back q and they bring that relationship that like tit for tat relationship yeah and they have a new take on it um he was it's always one of my favorite things to have their interactions um a really spectacular end to judy dench's reign as as m while also bringing in ray fines and as the perfect like classic m yeah um uh it's cool to bring back Manny Penny, even though you don't know that until the end. I, I, I. Uh, this is my favorite Bond movie. I think it's really daring, and it takes it to a new height that not, the other ones didn't. Even though Casino Royale is so close to that, it's just kind of still has some campiness that doesn't bring it to the top level. Totally. But uh, okay, so that was a. Six out of seven for Nick for Skyfall, and a seven out of seven for me for our like bond category license to thrill. Let us add it up. Insert
0: sounds that Connor, our friend Connor, hasn't made for us yet. Yeah, Connor, get
1: us. All right. What did you give Casino Royale?
0: Casino Royale in total gets a
1: 28 for me. Okay. Out of 35. And what about Skyfall? Skyfall has a 30. Boom. So I gave Skyfall 32 out of 35. It's nearly wow. a perfect movie for me. I love Skyfall a lot. Uh, yeah, I know that's ridiculous because I'm so like into artsy movies. Um, Casino Royale gets a 27, just slightly below out of 35, which is uh, great. Honestly, they're both, I think out of 10 I put on IMDb, I put both were 9 out of 10. They're great. Um,
0: 58 to 62 then.
1: So Skyfall wins this one. Um, just slightly, uh... Sixty-two out of seventy. I wanted, I
0: wanted Casino Royale was my yeah, my, but I think it's cool that race. your
1: perspective changed a little bit when it's you watched. It, it like
0: kind of flipped for both, and like Skyfall is a better movie. And
1: I I bet you thought I was gonna want to like shit on Casino Royale and just bring up kind Skyfall of, and but I, I didn't.
0: hey, we're all hey, we're all where we are. All right, uh, what do we want to do? Top five Bonds.
1: Yeah, that's right, Uncle Lee. We criticize movies <laughs> yeah. with reasons. Let's do because we're <laughs> normally in our accolade section. Uncle we're gonna talk Lee. about MVP and LVP. There's no LVP really, and obviously the MVP is Bond, um, Javier Bardem. So or Javier Bardem. It's the let's, rats. Let's do our each of our top five Bond movies all of right. all time. Number five, go. Number five for me is Doctor No, the oh, OG, nice. the first Bond. It's slightly edged out Goldfinger for me.
0: My number five is Golden Eye. Nice. I loved that movie when that I. That is younger. my number four. Your number four is Goldeneye.
1: Yeah, I mean Goldeneye is the is the Bond movie we grew up with. Right. Like that. Like he had Tomorrow Never Dies, which sucked. And the world is not enough, which yeah. is even worse. But it was like
0: Christmas Jones is a terrible Bond. Oh, so
1: bad. But Goldeneye, it's like even helped more by the N sixty four. You game, name your all kid play.
0: Christmas, just don't even. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Goldfinger.
1: Nice. Uh, I love that movie. It's so good. And did you notice in Casino Royale? Oh, not Casino Royale. In um. Uh, Quantum of Solace. Quantum they Solace. do a nod to it because they really? the oil people like kill the girl and they douse her in olive oh, oil and that's she's like right. not olive oil all of oil
0: all of oil.
1: Yeah. Cool. Uh, nice. Your number no. three. My number three is You Only Live Twice. Um, I love You Only Live Twice. Nice. It's uh, that's, I, that's a great one. That
0: was my number six.
1: That's my that's the classic Bond movie I will watch all the time, yeah. even though. It's racist and has an aged well.
0: For sure, my number three is Skyfall. Wow, sick, cool. My number two is The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, that's cool. That has always been uh, until Casino Royale, that. which is my number one, my favorite Bond movie. Okay, it's I don't like Roger Moore me, at me all. Neither. I don't know why I don't like it, but him. the movie's great. Yeah. I love that movie. I don't know what it is about it. It's probably that the golden gun is like such a cool thing, but it's so weird and like just a fun movie to watch. I think I'm going to rewatch it. it. It's not a great, it's not a great movie, but it's like my number one and two just have like big, like I have a, a space save for them. But number one is Casino Royale.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I on uh, all these movies or a lot of the older ones are on Amazon Prime right now. So if you guys oh, haven't yeah. seen, class, especially the Sean Connery movies, go watch them. Yeah, they, don't watch any of the Roger Moore Doctor ones. Doctor No so. holds up, and it's the first Bond. Actually, there's um, so
0: many decent Roger Moore ones.
1: Yeah, I got to rewatch them. Uh, yeah, he just uh, don't like my it. My number two is Casino Royale. I love it a lot. Roger yeah, number has a special, one. My number one Skyfall. is Skyfall, totally. dude. I love Skyfall. Thank you, Roger Deakins, for everything you've done. I, uh, Enjoy your second Academy I Award. I
0: purposely this put one of each Bond on mine. Yeah, I've got uh, well, I've got two Craigs, but I've got a uh, a Craig, a Moore, a Craig, a Connery,
1: and a Brosnan. Boston. Nice sick baby cool You have, uh you have pussy Chaser
0: galore holly goodhead or stephanie broadchest go mm. stephanie broadchest pussy galore <laughs> stephanie broadchest is the uh the like alias that they give uh ava green when she's like undercover right. as the like bond's lady <laughs> pussy
1: galore is what i shout when i walk into a bar uh yep uh-oh or uh or a cat cafe um Nick, do you have any recommendations of any movies that you think people should watch that you like recently or have to do a Bond or something?
0: I would I want to recommend watching some of the Bond movies yeah. that we like you like haven't gone out and and probably watched. Moonraker's great. Man with the Golden Gun is great. Um Octopusy uh, so is not kidding. actually yeah. it's not a very good one. Um let's see uh Thunderball's not bad okay. live and let die is
1: pretty good i don't like the beginning of live and let die but yeah. um
0: but like go out there and watch those those are fun uh from russia with love from bear- russia
1: with love is a good one
0: narrowly missed it uh and uh if you have a chance buy a gamecube and play some uh old old time or playstation 2 play some old timey yeah, or
1: n64 play goldeneye
0: yeah, Eyes nice. um, nice, is a classic. Nice some the of the, classic. Some of the like lower tier ones are pretty fun.
1: Yeah, on PS2, I had uh, yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies or something. Yeah, it was so, so fun. Dumb. Uh, my recommendations aren't Bond. One of them I recommend, it's a little-known movie. Uh, it's called Austin Powers. And uh, <laughs> no, I do think you guys, it, it, it's so funny how well Austin Powers uh, makes fun of Bond. And now that I'm working in copyright law, like you could tell how carefully they made Austin Powers to not violate any copyright. It's it's honestly that's awesome, incredible. I have two ones. I think that if if you guys don't really know Mads Mikkelsen, you should watch the movie The Hunt that he should have been nominated for oh, Best yeah. Actor for. It's I'm I'm gonna warn you right now. It's not an easy watch. It's about a guy who's wrongfully accused of a, a kindergarten teacher is wrongfully accused of diddling a child. And um, that is actually uh, a real term, by the way, diddling. So I could say that uh, in a non-joking way. But it is, it's is—it's incredible. It's him fighting for like to make people believe him. And it's Mads Mikkelsen and it, it's good. It's a foreign movie, but watch it. The other one is The Road to Perdition, which is like a really gritty sort of assassins movie about um, a dad and his son. Have you seen Road to Perdition? Mm-mm. It's by Sam Mendes. It is, it's Tom Hanks. You haven't seen Road to Perdition? No, I haven't. Oh, man. I'll watch it. You would lo- Just I'll watch the trailer. It. Don't hurt me. It's so good. Don't kill me. All right, Nick. Next week, we yeah. are doing Clueless versus Mean Girls with, with a very funny comedian, Holly Anna Brown. Um, she did robot arms when he said your uh, name, I did Holly. it like that. Holly uh, uh, She Anna is Bell uh, Bell. one of the hosts of, well, actually, a show that we've been on before. Um, so check that out I think Mean Girls is on Hulu to watch um, and Clueless always deserves a rent um, listen to media, uh, well, yeah go
0: ahead uh, you should listen to have you heard Chase you've listened to Villains
1: Chase Serrano's yeah uh, it's amazing the one, the one that he does on Regina George yeah so, so good, good. Anyways, I recommend go that people buy Chase Serrano's book movies and other things because it's it's a hoot and holler Um, You can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram, Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. We are on Twitter, Twitter.com slash FacingOffPod. If you want us to read emails at the beginning, like my mom, um, you can email us at FacingOffPodcast at gmail.com. Honestly, go follow us on Instagram. Tell all your friends about it. We want to blow up. We are blowing up. We appreciate every one of you guys, but we want to take over the world and give you as much content as possible. (laughs) So go hit us up on Instagram. I'd love to see you there. Uh, Nick, send off. Last rat standing. Welcome to Scotland! <laughs>